You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a Tuesday, everybody, April the 5th and Wednesday, April 6th, Matt Derry with you on Locked On Lions. It is the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk Detroit Lions each and every day. Thank you for listening and joining us, and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day on the program. Today, Nick Baumgartner will join us from TheAthletic.com. Nick has covered Michigan football for a long time, the Lions, and now he's going to be doing more draft coverage for The Athletic. So we'll get Nick's thoughts on his latest seven-round mock that he and Chris Burke went back and forth on, the uh, main beat writer for the Lions at TheAthletic.com. Nick's going to join us coming up momentarily. Who do they got for the Lions in their seven-round mock? Where are they going at 2, 32, 34? And, of course, some trade possibilities. We'll get into that with uh, Mr. Baumgartner coming up momentarily here. Also, Todd McShay's latest uh, mock is out as well, and they go a different direction, at least McShay does, from uh, Nick and Chris at The Athletic. We'll get to that coming up momentarily here on the program. Plus, the Lions do have a visit scheduled with one of the Georgia defensive stalwarts. Who is that? We'll tell you coming up momentarily. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter. And also, if you're on Facebook, we post the podcast there on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. New sponsor today, shout out to Shady Rays. We'll tell you about them uh, coming up as well. Um, but folks, we're here, we're sitting here on April 5th. We got baseball coming up, Tigers, woo, and, and, and everything else. But we got the draft in a few weeks. And the latest Todd McShay uh, mock draft is out at ESPN.com, a two-round mock that um, – he put out there today, I believe this was Mach 5.0. Wait, hang on. Oh, mercy. Todd McShay mock draft. I don't remember if this is 2.0, 3.0, whatever. I don't even see it. Uh, <laughs> usually they always say what number they're putting out. But a, a new two-round mock from Todd McShay today, and I'm just going to go through it quickly. Um, obviously, as the Lions taking three players, two, 32, and 34. Trayvon Walker from Georgia at two. McShay writes, Walker might not have the career sack production, nine and a half sacks across 36 career games, but he has the versatility and explosion to anchor the Lions' defensive line. End quote. Also, Desmond Ritter at 32 to the Lions, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Quote, Ritter isn't a sure thing, and he has too many ball location misses, but his strong arm, good mobility, and high-end ability to read the field make him an intriguing pick to cap off day one. That from Todd McShay. Now, again, uh, you know, because the Lions have five picks in the top 103 picks in the first two rounds, you could guess and go any 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 different way. Um, Desmond Ritter will not be a starter next year. Desmond Ritter will sit and hold a clipboard, similar to, I would believe, Kenny Pickett and even Malik Willis, unless... Willis goes to, like, Carolina at 6 or whatever. And the Panthers, by the way, are bringing Willis, Ritter, Pickett, all of the men to work out this week. But we know this. Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback. So taking a developmental guy that you buy an extra year uh, with with the first-round um, five-year deal at number 32, I could see that. 
I've always liked Desmond Ritter as a player. He's a winning player, but doesn't have all the tools, isn't as toolsy as some of these other quarterbacks uh, in this draft. Then at 34, McShay filled a big need for the Lions, and that is at safety by taking Michigan's own Dax Hill with the second pick of the second round. Quote, Hill probably belongs in the first round, but the Lions get lucky with the smooth, speedy safety on day two. He reminds me a bit of Buda Baker and will be an upgrade on the back end of the Lions' defense. Well, duh. Detroit allowed 70 plays for 20-plus yards last season, sixth most, but Hill has the range to limit those big plays. End quote. Uh, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. If the Lions were to get Jaquan Brisker at 32 or 34 or Dax Hill at 32 or 34, I'd be pleased. The Lions need a safety. They need a big-time ball hawk in the back end. Uh, because Will Harris is not that guy, and I'm not even sure Tracy Walker is that good. We know Tracy Walker is Lions good. All right, We think he's great here. He's a solid player. But the Lions need somebody in the back end to make a play. When was the last time the Lions had a, you know, there was a deep ball and the safety came over and made an athletic play? It's been years. You know, Walker got better this year, and he got coached up from, from by Aaron Glenn and Aubrey Pleasant and improved his game. But... Uh, a Brisker, a Kyle Hamilton, a Dax Hill would be awesome as uh, an awesome addition, an awesome additions to this team. Now, uh, speaking of Georgia, we talked about Trayvon Walker in this conversation now at number two. And with uh, Aiden Hutchinson going one in a lot of these mocks, the Lions would be choosing if they wanted an edge or a D lineman between Kayvon Thibodeau and Trayvon Walker. If somehow, someway, Jacksonville takes a tackle at one, I think the Lions are going to take Aiden Hutchinson so fast uh, there won't even be like any hesitation. But reports out there today that one of the Lions' 30 visits from players is going to be Georgia linebacker Nicobe Dean, who all of a sudden is falling in some mock drafts. We watched Nicobe Dean play in the national semifinal for Georgia against Michigan. The guy was all over the field. He provides an element of speed at linebacker that this team hasn't had in decades. And if he's at 32, watch out. But him coming to work out for the Lions, I love it. Uh, absolutely love it and would love N'Kobe Dean if he was at 32. Heck, after that, watching that game uh, um, back in January, I, I was like, take him at two. I thought he was unbelievable. All right, Nick Baumgartner from TheAthletic.com is coming up next. First, though, we welcome to the program our friends at Shady Rays. Yes, Shady Rays Sunglasses, an independent company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anyplace else, Shady Rays, they've got this insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. Every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's unbelievable. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, go to the website ShadyRays, S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S.com, ShadyRays.com. Use the code LOCKDOWN to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKDOWN for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. It's Shady Ray's. 
Let's bring him in from theathletic.com, uh, covering, of course, the Lions, Michigan football, and now more NFL draft uh, stuff as well. It's our buddy Nick Baumgartner with us today here on the program. What's up, Nick? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing well, buddy. Uh, exciting time, certainly. Five picks in the top 100 for the Lions. And then after yesterday, and we touched on it on yesterday's pod, uh, the Saints and Eagles trade. Who knows? Maybe New Orleans wants to move up, and and the Lions can get even a bunch more picks. Did you see that as a possibility? I mean, someone was like, "Do you think they're going to make like ten more little trades and make their way, <laughs> make their way up there?" And I was like, "Honestly, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what." You looked at that thing yesterday, and it was pretty clear, um, you know, what the Eagles were trying to do. Um, it, it less clear, I suppose, um, unless that's maybe part of New Orleans's you know strategy. Are they trying to get up? Uh, later, are they going to try to make more moves? I don't know. I had you know folks say that they're they need to get in front of the Chargers at this point, but I'm like I don't know why. I know that's a little early, so I'm not totally sure what New Orleans is doing on this one. But Philly, I think that makes sense. Um, you know, with Detroit, I think you look at that and you say, well, you know, they would have enough now. I guess New Orleans would anyway um, to make that jump if they want to. And I think that you know, quarterback and where those quarterbacks are going to fall. Um, who likes them, who doesn't, of the teams that need one, is still something that we're really not, you know, a lot of people are still trying to figure out. So TBD on that one, but, um, you know, definitely interesting. It was a unique trade for sure. So Carolina, it was reported today, is going to work out all of the quarterbacks next week yeah. and kind of just bring them all in almost right. two, two at a time. And they sit, sit, of course, at six. And if you're the Saints and you like Malik Willis yeah. and – and all that, and if you're the Lions, I, I know there's a little bit of smoke with Malika too. But are you are you with me that that's not happening? Yeah, that doesn't seem likely. It's going to be really hard for them to sell that. You know what I mean? Like I think that that yeah, it's the same thing. I look back to um, the year Tua and Herbert came out, and you know the Lions had number three, and it was Bob Quinn was still you know GM obviously, and you know they were in such a horrible situation. But you know obviously there was no way they were going to be able to trade that. Everybody knew it, and it was just like, well, how are you going <laughs> to trade the pick? There's no way for you to do this. No one, you know, everyone knows you're not going to take a quarterback. So I think that there might be some of that happening here with Detroit. I do wonder if some of the um, trade value is still there, though, because, you know, these edge players are really good. And a lot of a lot of smoke, I think, has been thrown around about how this first round is bad and it's not very good. And, of course, it's not super deep. But I think that, you know, that goes without saying that those three players at the top are really, really good. So I, it wouldn't shock me if someone is trying to jump, you know, Detroit maybe to get Trayvon or if they like Trayvon Walker. I don't know. But, you know, there's still something there that maybe could happen in terms of a trade, but it's looking less and less likely to me. What do you think so far, Nick, of what the Lions' strategy has been? Obviously, free agency has, has been semi-quiet, mm-hmm. a lot of one-year deals. Here's Brad Holmes not going to Malik Willis's pro day yet. Here's Holmes right. and six other uh, organization members out at Oregon for for Kayvon's thing. Uh, you know, are you seeing smoke screens? Are you seeing a little uh, you know uh, dance moves here from Holmes? What, what what do you think? It's interesting, right? Like I think last year he was pretty quiet and careful about what he said. I think it's it's been the same, but I don't think that they do anything. They're not hard to figure out who they like, but also it's kind of hard sometimes. They can slip one by you. Like, they like Kayvon. Like, I think that it's pretty hard at this point for them to hide that. I, I think that they want people to know that they like Kayvon, and I think that they actually really do like him. Like, I think if it came down to it and they were sitting there at two and everything goes the way we think it will and, you know, the Jaguars take Hutchinson, 
I could very easily see them just saying, hey, we're taking Kayvon, we like him, we think he can get up to the quarterback and and be the explosive, you know, piece playmaker that we're missing. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's still there's still other options, and I think Holmes last year was similar. I, I, we all knew they loved Sewell. Um, they loved uh, – there was one other guy in there, that Slater, and there was another receiver in there. I'm trying to – was it Chase last year? I can't remember yeah, Jamar Chase, yeah. Right? So we knew the guys they loved, but it was like, which one, right? And you don't really know which one they're going to land on. And I think that, you know, for Holmes, that's still sort of happening here. I'm not so sure if there's other guys that might slip in that he ends up loving more than Kayvon, but it's hard for me to see all the evidence pointing at, you know, he was an area scout out there. He knows the Pac-12. Um, they have Sewell. They have more insight into Kayvon's camp than pretty much anybody else, I would think, in the draft. They have such an insight into Oregon's program. So they like him a lot, and it's, it's going to be hard for them to uh, to ignore that, I guess. Nick Baumgartner with me from The Athletic. Do you think, though, that maybe Brad Holmes, Ray Agnew, and that crew like him? But what, what about the fit with Dan Campbell? Yeah. Here's, a, here's a guy that went to the went to the combine and did a couple drills and bolted. Uh, there, right. There's questions about his love for the game. That doesn't really fit with a Campbell narrative, does it? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that if you look at things, and it's it's going to depend on, and that's a fair question. All those are fair questions. It, it would depend on you know all the insight and everything else they do. Because I think that's the thing you're trying to do if you're in those seats that you know the the GM seat and really the coaching seat. Aaron Glenn too. You know, you want to know from people that you can trust. Not just let me talk to this guy face to face and let's just cut through all the smoke and see. Because a lot of the stuff with Kayvon is smoke. It's, you know, he's trying to be a branding, you know, he's trying to make a name for himself, which is all, you know, totally fine and everything else. But is there, you know, is that all it is? And I think that, you know, that's probably due diligence that the Lions are doing. And I would assume for Campbell, you know, the way he operates, it's as much about, I would think he's going to talk to a lot of people around him, a lot that know Kayvon, that play with him, work with him people he trusts the same thing they do with Sewell um and find what kind of kid you know that's that's how I think they draft that's what they did last year it seemed to be anyway they were drafting kids with full pictures in mind in terms of you know what the kid was like as a player too so I would think that they're going to do their homework on that but you know that's those are definite questions they're going to have to answer Kayvon Thibodeau plays hard he plays football the way that he's supposed to play it but you know the stuff about you know is he going to be distracted is he going to want all this and that I mean that's those are things that you know, you're going to have to make a gut call on, you know, come draft day, I guess, as an organization. Where are you on Kyle Hamilton, by the way? I, I know I did a couple of mocks. I talked to a couple of mocks yesterday that didn't even have him in the top ten, and there's others saying he's the best player in the draft. Obviously, Sauce Gardner uh, disagrees with that, but right. are you sold on, uh, on on Hamilton as as an option at two or no? The fact that Sauce disagrees is why he should remain <laughs> like a top five option, right? Like for somebody, but I think that – no, when I've done, you know, because I've gone through and, you know, looked at and talked with some of these this year, and you see what uh, – I know that Dane Rubler still thinks very highly of him. I mean, if you watch Hamilton, he is everything that everyone purports him to be. I think it's possible he could be the best full package player. People are still a little maybe leery on the on the 40 time, but, I mean, when you do the mock, like, it's possible he falls. Like, it's possible he slides because you start looking at needs and you start looking at who wants what, who needs what in the top ten. And, you know, a, a back-end hybrid is still hard to sell, I think, sometimes. So I like him a lot. I think he could be a great – it's a lot like Kyle Pitts to me last year. Um, we had this similar conversation. It was like Kyle Pitts is a terrific player, and he could do all sorts of stuff, and, but he's a tight end. So, like, do you – you know, is that is that answering enough for you? And I think Hamilton would be a similar 
player. Like if Lions were to move down, like he would be awesome. Like if they were going on to like seven or something like that, and he was still there, I would definitely be in for that. But two, it certainly feels like a stretch at this point. But he's really talented, and I, I don't think he should be totally ignored or ruled out either. I want to ask Nick about a couple of guys, uh, a mock to the Lions. Uh, he and Chris Burke also at TheAthletic.com did their own mock. We'll get into that coming up next. First, though, rockauto.com. Folks, why are you going to choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com? Family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. You save time, you save money. When you use Rock Auto, they've got everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your car. Go explore their easy-to-use website today, which I've done in the past, and it's just so much easier. And then you get everything delivered right to your door. You find the solution to all of your auto parts needs. Go to the website, rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Matt Derry back with Nick Baumgartner from TheAthletic.com. He and Chris Burke put together a little seven-round Lions uh, mock draft with Kayvon Thibodeau going at number two. Um, Tell me about these other two picks, I guess, at the top here. The end of the first round, you you don't have them taking a quarterback which obviously would be that fifth-year option and everything else, or that fifth year of a contract. Jaquan Brisker, the safety from Penn State, would fill a need at 32. And then Christian Watson, who, of course, everybody saw at the Senior Bowl do well at 34. What's your thinking with those two, Nick? Yeah, so the quarterback thing is certainly an interesting topic. And for those who read the story there, Chris talked me out of it. I wanted to take a quarterback there. That was, I was, they fell to us, you know, in the mock. It's like, hey, if the, if the quarterbacks fall, and this was the scenario, I think, where it comes up for Detroit, it's like we'll see if they like one of these guys, and we'll see you know where all these what all these teams want to do. But it's certainly very possible that they could be sitting there at thirty-two, and you know Ritter or maybe Kenny Pickett is still there. And you know for me, it was like if those two guys are there at thirty-two, uh, you better be ready to do it because you know and it, because I think that they're good enough to be in the conversation for what the Lions need. They they have no problem with taking a guy and and, and having him sit and grow and learn. Um, you know, they've said that, uh, it's not something that they're sort of allergic to. Uh, it just comes down to, do they love the guy? So you don't want to draft a quarterback just because you need to, and you feel like you have to, but like you just said it, Matt, like that fifth year, you're right there at 32. You, you could possibly trade that pick, but also like the reason why maybe you could trade that pick if a quarterback is there is the same reason maybe why you would take one because you can get that fifth year. It's right there. Like you can, you're not in a rush like we talked about. So, um, I think that's still something that is totally on the board, but not something that, you know, is an absolute, they have to do that. So it would depend on how the board falls. Also at 32, like we took Brisker, I think, who's, you know, a safety there. And like, you know, Lewis Seen from Georgia sometimes will slide down there. Daxon Hill from Michigan. I mean, they need safety help. They need linebacker help. If N'Kobe Dean falls, you know, down there like that, and he's still sitting there at 32, like I would rather have that frankly, than a quarterback that I'm not oh, yeah. in love with. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting. And I really want to see where the quarterbacks go. I'm not convinced. Like I told Chris, I was like, I think there, I think many more, multiple are going in round one. I would be surprised if we go all the way through the first round and like only Willis is off the board. That would surprise me. But I guess, you know, nothing really shocks anyone, I guess. So we'll see, you know, on draft. 
After watching a Kobe Dean play Michigan, and obviously we all we all were watching that game, you're you're thinking watching him during that game. Can the Lions take him at two? He looks that good. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, there's this talk of he's coming to Detroit to visit, uh, and he could be there at 32. I, I would sprint the card to the to the podium yeah, at 32. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, like Chris was, you know, he this today and he i was like i don't know if that necessarily means that nicobe dean is sliding that they're scheduling that workout or that the lions are maybe interested in moving up to go get him because i don't know if he'll fall maybe he will chris argued that he could see it he could see him sliding you know he's a smaller guy he doesn't have all the measurables that a lot of teams love like the lions are certainly one that would love him but you know there's some teams still that don't love the big hulking linebacker so hey yeah but no i mean there's a ton of options right there at 32 and 34 because they have you know, the the back the pick right up there, you know, they just wait one pick or whatever. So starter level guys, like that's what you're looking at there. So you, the quarterback at 32 would have to be like, no doubt, you have to love him. So you know, if they do that, you have to make the case for it, for sure. Like I said, you guys mocked Watson, the wide receiver from North Dakota State. What other receivers do you see at 32 or 34 that, you, that you've watched the tape and said, oh, man, if he's there, they got to snag him? Yeah, George Pickens, the kid from Georgia, the freaky. I mean, God, you just watch Georgia. <laughs> like everyone who watched Michigan, Georgia, should know a good a good handful of these guys. But George Pickens is uh, a six three, two hundred ish pound, uh, really freaky guy. Upper body um, has all the X receiver traits that the Lions are coveting right now, but also could play uh, some Z as well and is really physical. He's another one in there. Um, you know, it's not. And Watson is what I think that's interesting because, like, you could wait on a receiver too in this draft. But I think it's still do okay. Like, you, you don't. The Lions aren't in a situation where they have to get, you know, a guy that's an X because you know a guy like Traylon Burks. Let's say maybe he falls and you get him, or London maybe he slides out. That's another thing too. Some of these first rounders, if Jamison Williams falls, you know, and he's sitting right there. But that's the other thing. I wouldn't rush it or, or reach because there's a lot of guys later in this draft, as is always the case. And we're and Brad Holmes, I think, gets this as much as any modern GM. You can find really good receivers in the third and fourth round that you do not have to pay a fortune to. So I could definitely see them waiting. But if like Watson or someone like that is still there, then I could see them going there and, and taking a shot at a receiver like that. I like it. You guys went with like some names that everybody knows later on, like Leo Chanel, Kobe Bryant, yeah. Charlie Kolar. Yeah. yeah, I mean those are those are names that people know and. And certainly also filling needs, and I, I, yeah, yeah, I think you said, I think you guys have five, yeah, four of the first five picks are on defense. Yeah, they fit. Like Kobe Bryant is a perfect fit, and and just like style and you know play, like you know we were watching him at the Senior Bowl, and he's just all he's like Sauce Gardner. He's like a miniature version of <laughs> of him. I mean, they're they're very similar in terms of attitude and, and con, you know, and, and and everything really how they play. So like he fits. Um, Polar is another one of these big long guys who like would do all the things they need a T two to do. So like, there's a lot of guys. I told Chris this. This draft has like good depth in the areas where they need it to be deep. You, you can get good linebackers in this draft. You can get good receivers in this draft. You can get good edge. They don't have to take an edge player at two. In theory, they can wait. I mean, there's depth where they need help uh, in this draft right now. And I think for the Lions, it's going to be hard for them to go through it and not get. You know better uh, unless they really go and veer into an area that I'm not really familiar with. So and that hasn't happened yet. So to be fair, it's been pretty logical and uh, and hopefully for Lions fans' sake, it'll remain that way. 
Final thing, are there any players that you say, no, no, I, I wouldn't go near? I, you know, they, I've talked to some people that say, wait, Trayvon Walker at two is way too high. Then you have others that say, I can't take a safety at two. Like, do you, Are there any Nick Baumgartner no, rules I, right now? The only thing I would say on that one is like, no, you know, the quarterback has to be, Willis would be the one where it's like, it has to be, you have to be 1,000% sure if you're going to do that. Um, you know, the edge guys, I'm comfortable with Kayvon, comfortable with Walker, comfortable with Hutchinson. Um I don't hate Jermaine Johnson, the kid from Florida State. Like if they were go down, if they were to move down to six or seven, and they wanted him, you know, like there's a lot of guys in there, and the difference between, you know, the difference between Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau and Trayvon Walker in this draft is not that big, and the difference between Aiden and Sauce Gardner is not that big, right? So I think that that's the takeaway. There's not a lot of guys that I would say no. Like, I, if they took Kyle Hamilton, I would probably be one of the few people that would be like, I, I, I can see it. You know, like, I can see it. He fits a need of what this team needs because they still need so much. And so with that in mind, non-quarterback-wise, I'm still pretty – I'm okay, man. If they, if they wanted to do something crazy and take one of those linemen, a tackle, and just say, hey, we're going to have the best offensive line in football – deal with it like i'd be like okay well i mean that's something <laughs> yeah, well, i guess you, know, you like, i guess you could line up yeah. six linemen i mean i guess <laughs> i mean i guess right but like as long as the plan makes some sense i still think they're at a place in the rebuild where like as long as you're getting a really good player it's going to be okay you know and you're not risking or taking a reach on somebody or doing something because you feel like you have to so with that said i think that's why i think it's a good spot for them i think they're in a really good advantageous position to really do a lot of good here Nick, appreciate the time as always, uh, my friend, and uh, congrats on the semi-new uh, gig, and uh, we'll, we'll be reading you as, as we always do. Thanks so much. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Nick Baumgartner with me here from theathletic.com. you got to subscribe and, and, and hop on there. Uh, some of my favorite writers there, as Nick and Chris Burke are, are there, and, and Zach Meisel, of course, who covers my Cleveland Guardians, and others, uh, theathletic.com is really it's worth the money. Uh, that'll do it for uh, this Tuesday edition of Locked On Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And we're back again tomorrow.